Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. Questions, comments, smart remarks with your voicemails. All are welcome. Some may be bleeped. It is 33 minutes after 10. It is the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Of course, Rob has the uh, week off. Ethan Hatcher in the studio all week long. Busy week for you. Big transition. Happy to be here. To be here every single day. It's a privilege. Good. Glad you're uh, glad you're joining us. All right. So um, Friday, I believe it was on the show, we played some audio of a dad who is teaching his son how to drive a manual vehicle. I heard that. He's driving <laughs> stick shift. Do you know how to drive a manual vehicle? I love driving manual vehicle. In fact, I bemoan my poor manual transmission uh, 2006 Chevrolet, which is stranded in Pennsylvania still and has been since <laughs> Labor Day because the transmission went out and those are in short supply right now. I miss my manual. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's stranded in Pennsylvania. You're not parking it. You're abandoning it. It's been there s- how long? Since Labor Day uh-huh. waiting for a transmission. Okay. So it's what, a supply chain issue? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Well, and, like the fa- that. and the fact that a 2006 manual is a very limited availability transmission. There just mm-hmm. weren't that many of them made. Okay. So you're just waiting. Yeah. And what are you driving now? I'm driving my dad's um, Chevy Malibu. <laughs> <laughs> okay, glad you. Thanks for have... bailing me out, Dad. If yeah. you're listening, I Thanks, appreciate Dad. it. Okay, um, a trucker John wanted to call and talk about uh, his experience learning how to drive a manual. I just heard the uh, the heartwarming audio of the father teaching his son how to drive stick shift. Now, I've been driving big semi trucks for 17 years, and it's funny to me now that. I'm probably really thankful, although I'm partially wishing. There was audio of the one time my father tried to teach me to drive a stick shift back when I was 15, and I guarantee it wouldn't be that wholesome. In fact, you only let me, you only tried it once with me. You would have had to bleep out more than three fourths of that lesson. Dang, I wish I could hear it myself again. <laughs> Damaged me for life. I never drove a stick shift after that until I started driving big trucks. <laughs> Had to learn it on my own. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, the good old days. <laughs> Sounds like dad wasn't a very good teacher. It's not too difficult to teach a manual transmission, especially just like a small vehicle. Now, mm-hmm. the true talent is driving those big trucks. It oh, sounds yeah. like he has it. Yeah, sounds like he, he learned pretty well. Hey, uh, shout out Trucker John, by the way. Yeah. He actually yeah. released a new song with a music video that Did he, he edited. So, uh, yeah, it's called uh, What You Say Now by Heavyweight. Okay. Trucker John so is check great. that out. Uh, uh, it doesn't sound like his dad was very patient with him. No. Perhaps. Well, sounds like his dad wasn't very patient with himself. Yeah. If you're, if you're losing your temper with your son in, in such a short exchange, like... Mm. I, I can recall that when my older sister was learning how to drive a manual, she actually pretty much ruined the clutch. 
on, oh. on the car. You know, grinding it so many times. It can only can only withstand that for so long until you absolutely just ruin the car. Yeah, that's expensive. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe take sis away from the manual. Yeah. Give, give her the automatic. Well, maybe that's why uh, Trucker John's dad was losing his patience as well. Yeah. He, well, knew, if he, if he, he was seeing dollar signs. Dust, I, I yeah, been... he was seeing dollar signs. <laughs> take it back. Um, okay, so another transportation conversation we had uh, was about the Purple Line. Still about a year away, the Indigo bus route, Red Line, been up and running, and somebody wanted to call and actually correct us about the bus usage in Indy. Just heard the show, and they were commenting about Indigo and the Red Line, the Purple Line, and the Blue Line. Uh, contrary to what one of the co-hosts said, the red line is usually packed in terms of ridership, uh, possibly since he's in the Lawrence area. It, by the time it gets out to Lawrence, uh, probably is uh, not as full. But the City, it is quite full in terms of ridership. Okay, so there's also some news uh, this morning regarding Indigo. The CEO, Inez Evans, announced that uh, that's a resignation at the end of the year. Um, she plans to uh, to leave. She spent the past five years at the helm of the agency. But the uh, ridership, actually, the numbers have come down, and it, it says that the uh, people on the red line, the numbers are much farther down than where they used to be. Yeah, I would like to beg to differ with this particular listener and where he's getting his data from because the expectation we were sold for this red line nonsense, Indigo said, oh, it's going to be 11,000 Metro users a day. Turns out shortly after it was implemented, that dropped to nearly half of 6,000 per day, and it currently rests at about 3693 riders per day Mm -hmm. as of the first four months of 2023. So we have available data, and it seems like it's not not very popular and it's not getting used. Yep. Um, public transit nationally is down, down 23%. Okay. We got another phone call. Uh, somebody wanted to talk about uh, the subpoena with Hunter Biden and uh, what Joe Biden should have done. Good morning, uh, Casey. I'm not going to say good morning to Rob. He's on vacation. So anyway, um, I heard today, I don't know if you've reported on it yet. I've listened to your show for, for years. I heard on the news this morning that Joe Biden, just the look in his eyes and the triggers that he has um, when they talk about Hunter and the anger that builds up in him, he he just wants, he cares about his son and he's worried about him. Well, why wouldn't he just fess up and say, yeah, I was involved financially? It'd probably be easier on him and the impeachment would go a lot smoother. Otherwise, he's just going to have to fight him tooth and nail and eventually... I don't know how it's going to work, but, I mean, the DOJ's not going to do us any favors, but why didn't he just fess up and say, yeah, I did it, if he loves his son that much? Just say, I, Joe Biden, had ties with my son's businesses, and he paid me, and I took that money. I'm corrupt. I did stuff with that money. I laundered the money. You know, all the stuff that he's done. Why didn't he just fess up and do it? It would be a lot easier on him than, than, uh, than it could be. So that's my thought. So this is Trucker Tony signing out. See ya. Bye. 
Why won't he admit to it? Would it be easier on him? I don't think it would be easier on him. That seems like it's making it easier for the prosecution. And of course, Biden's not going to make it easier for the opposition. No, (laughs) he can't admit to that for a few reasons. One, he's a complete and total narcissist. He would, he, it's, it's what he does. He manipulates, he gaslights, he lies. That's part of his makeup of who he is. And it would tarnish that public image of a lifelong Servant, they've you know they've tried to craft Mm -hmm. you know if Biden just selflessly giving to the American people since 19 what was it 74 76 Mm -hmm. (laughs) 50 years that he's been in office no way he's never gonna fess up to that he'll go down fighting tooth and nail the entire way okay uh, so Peter Ducey accidentally called President Biden O Biden during a press conference Uh and we got a phone call about that. Yeah, this is Angelo. Concerning the microwave, I don't oh. remember him mentioning a <laughs> That was the wrong phone call. I'm sorry. I did that out of order, Kevin. Uh, go ahead. You can just play that one again. Uh, Ethan, you remember how we were talking about the um, microwave? Yeah, the and sensor the, reheat and, function. And the sensor reheat button. Mm-hmm. I looked, by the way, on my microwave. I didn't see any sort of sensor button. Does it say the sensor at the bottom? I mean, your microwave should tell you whether it has a sensor in it or not. I didn't see one. Okay. Well, I, your, yours might not be. Okay. But uh, somebody wanted to call and talk about your microwave sensor button. Yeah, this is Angelo. Concerning the microwave, I don't remember them mentioning a sensor button. I think they were talking about the reheat button. Yeah, same so, thing. So I might be wrong, but check it out. See you all later. Bye-bye. Okay, so you're saying the reheat button is the same? Yeah, same thing. It's using the sensor. In fact, if you uh, look at the company microwave right here Mm -hmm. in uh, uh, the the kitchen area, it says sensor reheat as well. So not all of them say exactly the same thing. If your microwave has a sensor Mm -hmm. and a reheat function, then it is sensor reheat because when you press the reheat button, it uses the sensor. Okay. All right. I do have a popcorn button. And a potato button, by the way. So, so okay, check your microwave because it might have a sensor in it. Now, if it's asking you questions like about the weight or stuff like that, then no, it doesn't have a sensor. It's just using uh, uh, averages and looking up tables uh, that are pre-programmed. Okay. Uh, all right, now let's get to this other call about uh, when uh, Fox News' Peter Ducey accidentally called Joe Biden, oh, Biden. And, by the way, I've been calling <clears throat> President Joe Biden... Oh, Biden for three years. <laughs> when you have an ex-president, Obama, visiting the White House, what, 47 times in the last three years, at least. That's why I've been calling him that for over three years. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm. See you. Have a good day. So more and more reports coming out that Oh, Biden uh, is fearing that. Did I just say, oh, Biden? Did you do that on purpose? No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Obama fearing that Biden could very well lose the 24 election. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't think that Obama, Obama seems to have tried to distance himself from Joe Biden because he's been aware of what Biden has been capable of since he was in elected office. Let's not forget that very interesting drop where uh, President Obama You don't have to do this. Well, where you don't have to do this. And Mm -hmm. also, he once famously said, uh, never underestimate Joe Biden's ability to fudge things up. 
except he didn't say fudge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, vanity plates. So the BMV came out with their list of rejected vanity plates, and uh, here's a phone call about that. I got to tell you a quick story. I like the segment about uh, the vanity plates. High school, I bought a 1979 Triumph Spitfire. It's yellow and black, and I've parked it for 25 years, and I've got it out in the last couple of years, and got it all running and everything, and I've always called it the Yellow Jacket, so I got a hold of Georgia Tech, which their mascot is Yellow Jacket, and got the front plates, got a couple stickers for the bonnet or the fenders uh, on the hood, we would call it here in America. And I went to license France with the intentions of about six names, like Y-E-L-O-J-K-T, whatever. So all they had was Y Jacket, so I got them. Mm-hmm. And it dawned on me that when I was a kid, they used to have a billboard on a cleaning place downtown, a dry cleaners, and it said, drop your pants and jacket off here. <laughs> and I always got a ah. chuckle when I drive by there. <laughs> when I drove by there years ago in the 70s, it's still funny. And my not, my mind is not in the gutter. It's just that now I wonder if people look at my Spitfire and think the same thing. <laughs> I think the fun thing with uh, vanity plates is always to try and figure out what they're saying. What do, what do they mean by that? Yeah, well, the the fun of vanity plates is when you can uh, work around the censors and get something naughty published by the state. That's they're, the true They're uh, pretty good. Value. They don't let a lot through. One more phone call <laughs> about the uh, personalized license plates. Hey, good morning, peeps. Hey, uh, BMV, where's your sense of humor? <laughs> My wife has a uh, BMW convertible. And she wanted a vanity plate, and it was going to be topless. Mm -hmm. Not that she was going to go topless, (laughs) but the car was going to go topless. So, come on, where's your sense of humor? (laughs) But if she did go topless, that would be a great take. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Those people don't have a sense of humor. Come on. (laughs) And the two things are not mutually exclusive. What's that? You can go topless with the top down. (laughs) You could.